Welcome to Unfiltered Studios, your one-stop destination for a diverse range of podcasts that cater to every interest. Join St. Joe on Nailed It as he explores the fascinating times of the 80s and 90s. Find solace in the advice of a mother on pedals of support. Dive deep into intriguing interviews on The Sleevy G Show. Catch up with the latest in sports on Unfiltered Sports Weekly. Connect with your spiritual side on Finding Your Way. Achieve mental wellness with hypno-wellness. Never forget the history of everyday items with The Stupid History Minute. Understand how we've become the people we are today on How to Be Less of an Asshole and gather with fellow movie enthusiasts on Movie Lovers Unite. Your journey into the world of podcasts begins here at Unfiltered Studios. Subscribe now and join the podcasting revolution. Unfiltered Studios, where every voice finds its place. Visit unfpod.com for more information. Hello and welcome to the Great Vibes Podcast with Jen and Josie. This is just Jen here this morning. We have a very special guest, my friend Luna, who has a very important story to tell. Um, And just as a warning, this is um, a story about domestic violence. So we are going to... um, only use her her name as Luna and locations won't be divulged. She's going to share whatever information she can as there is a current court case active. So um, that might be needed to edit out, but we won't worry about that. So that's the reason for the code names. Um, and she can refer to me as Jenny and she's Luna, but she is one of my dearest friends and I'm honored to be the one to share her story. So, Luna, I just want to begin by saying thank you for coming on. And um, we're so happy to have you. And is there anything you want to say before you tell your story? Give a little background about you or anything like that, or you just want to get into it? Um, John, I just want to say thank you for having me. I am scared to share my story, but at the same time, I feel like there's so many women out there that are going through or have been through what I have, and if this just touches one person, then it's worth it, Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, I really appreciate our friendship, and um, I thank you for letting me share my story. Me too, girl. I'm very thankful for you. I'm glad God brought us together for such a time as this. So you have the floor. You go ahead and tell your story and begin. I mean, just begin however however you want to tell your story. You have the floor now, okay? Okay. So um, in 2014, I my oldest was 18. And um, I was a young mom, um, and I was having fun, 
I had been a stay-at-home mom for years and didn't get out much, didn't do anything. And when she turned 18, I kind of went wild. And I walked into a bar, and um, I'm very into music. And uh, one of my famous, like, favorite artists is Ray Lamontine. And I walked into a bar, and I looked over at this guy, and he was eating fish and chips. And he looked just like Ray Lamontine. Hmm. I said, hi. He said, hi. And he was drinking water, and um, I said, okay, you look just like this artist that I'm in love with, and I showed him a picture, and he said, um, yeah, I'm sober, um, I'm an alcoholic, I, and AA was a couple blocks down, he said I stopped him to eat, and then I'm going to a meeting, and I was like, interesting, and I was very not sober at the time. Mm. And, uh, so I exchanged numbers with him and, uh, (laughs) we didn't talk for like two months and he sent me this random text out of the blue and he was like, Hey, I just had this jaw surgery. You know, I had my whole jaw replaced with titanium and, um, I'm just now on the men. Do you want to get together? And I said, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so he served in the army. Um, he's a veteran. Um, he's in Iraq and Afghanistan. He was stop lost in Afghanistan for 18 months. Um, during that time, his dad, um, and his brother passed. And his brother was only 36. Mm. He, uh, he worked on older rigs and, um, just basically got drunk, threw home and hit a wall and died on impact. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we had a lot of, you know, that going on and then plus being stop lost. 18 months during the surge. Um, anyways, it was February of, uh, 2014. So we started talking, um, I ended a long-term relationship. I was living in my car. I was actually making over a hundred thousand dollars a year. Wow. As this nurse. Um, but just chose to, I don't know go off the rails and he was living at his mom's and I was like hey let's just like in the two-bedroom apartment and split the rent whatever you know it's all cool and um he agreed so we moved in um the apartment April 1st which is kind of funny yeah yeah it fools um so that was April 1st I got to know his two daughters, who were four and five, um, and May 5th, we got married, mm. and June 26th, I got pregnant. Um, I was in my 40s, 
and I wanted a baby. My oldest will be 30 in January. Um, I just, I wanted a baby. I don't know. Hmm. And so we went on a cruise um, in July and landed back in Galveston and booked another cruise. <laughs> <laughs> another cruise, back to back. Um, because we knew I was pregnant. And, um, it was, um, it was a good time. We were happy. Have lots of pictures, lots of memorabilia. I mean, we were happy. Um, so about the time I was eight months pregnant, um, he, uh, he was in college. He, uh, I don't know how to explain, but he was on, um, like the government paid him to go to school, basically. The government what? The government paid him to go to school. Oh, right. Because of the military. Yes. Yeah. So he had, at this point, two degrees and a bachelor's. Um, he was in big rehab, which is what it's technically called, and was getting another degree or another certification. And um, he went to school, left. We had one car and left and um it was valentine's day actually oh wow it was february and he just didn't come home and i was like wow okay and so i called his mom i called the stepdad i called the sister <laughs> and um they all said you know i'm not like we need to call a hospital we need to call jail like you know something happened and like, no, he's at the strip club. And I was like, wait, what? what? And again, this was a very fast process. Like, again, we met and then we got the apartment in April, got married in May, got pregnant in June. Now, fast forward to Valentine's, February. And I was like, no, you guys have got to be kidding me. Like, why is no one worried about him? Wait, he was you at know? the strip club on Valentine's Day? Yeah. Wow. So I got a call. So I got a call from, I'm not going to say the name. Yeah. The club down the street. Um, and they said, um, your Alexis is here. Um, we've called a taxi. We're sending him home. We're paying for said taxi. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, <clears throat> would you be there to get him? And I'm like, yeah. And I had made Oso Buco. I don't know if you know what that is. I don't. It's a process of cooking. I was so proud. Um, and, uh, yeah, I ended up walking out into my drive and, he was highly intoxicated mm -hmm. and um, had been kicked out of the strip club. And um, I was 
so my son was born March 7th. So this was February 14th, Valentine's Day. And um, I walked out into the drive pregnant, very pregnant. And um, he just said, I'm not allowed to curse. Yeah, you can. Yeah, this is unfiltered podcast. You can you can say I don't okay. So he just looked at me and pointed and said, "Get your bitch, bitch ass pregnant inside." Okay. And I was yeah, <clears throat> and uh, I went inside, and um, that's the first time he beat me. He uh, he beat you on Valentine's Day. That's lovely. Well, my was sitting there. Say the, the di- say the name of the dish. Say the name of the dish again. Osobuco. Osobuco. Okay. No, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's, a, it's an Italian dish. Oh. And I had um, a chocolate cake in the shape of a heart. Mm-hmm. Then little, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a professional by any means, but um, like then, like the little stars all over that said, "I love you." Oh. Uh, and yeah, we walked into the living room, and he just he he was like, "Why did you do that? Why did you do that to me? Why did you um embarrass me?" And I was like, "What? What are you talking about? You know, like embarrass you how?" And he was like, you were calling around all the strip clubs. You were trying to find me. And, oh, jeez. And I didn't that. Yeah. And I was literally calling hospitals. Right. I was worried. I was that he had never done anything like that. Right. And, uh, yeah, so uh, that, was, that was my first black eye. Oh, babe. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Yeah. Me too. But, uh. So I, but I'm a makeup artist. I've been a makeup artist for years. Oh, wow. Great. That's one thing we didn't talk about. I didn't know that, I didn't know that about you. Yeah, so I covered it very well. Um, And then after that, um, things were, things were good again. We, we were good. And uh, my son was born March 7th. That was February. So fast forward to March 7th. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. I want to stop you right there. So after he blackened your eye, I mean, mm-hmm. did you consider leaving then or what? No. So did you did you just kind of like make excuses for him? I'm curious. Uh, I thought that he was really drunk. Mm-hmm. And he had never done anything like that before. Yeah. And I thought that... a hard question, honestly. It's okay. Um, I, I, I was pregnant. Right. We were having a We just bought a house. Oh, I forgot that part. Sorry. We moved from the apartment and bought the house. Oh, okay. I'm selling now. Um, yeah, we bought this huge, almost 4,000 square foot house. Um, I mean, I just thought it was a one-off. Right. 
Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at because um. It sounds. I mean, it sounds stupid. No, 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 no. Do not do that. Do not and, do that. And let me preface. I'm four foot eleven. Yeah. I'm six foot one. Yeah. Okay, but I thought it was a one-off. I thought, okay, he's nervous. He, we're about to have a baby. He had a night, and I kind of. You justified it for him. Yes. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. So, um, I went, I had a doctor's appointment that day, um, March 7th, and I went in and I had, um, I was high risk, uh, cause I have a heart condition and I was over 40. Mm. I'm pregnant. So I was a geriatric pregnancy. I right. Don't you me. love that? <laughs> Yeah. You you old lady, you. (laughs) I'm like, can you just stop saying that, you know? (laughs) But it's fine. Um, But uh, I went in, I was like, I'm in labor. And my doctor was like, no, you're not. And I was like, yeah, I am. She was like, no, if you weren't in labor, you would be. I'm like, no, I have a really high pain tolerance. Like, I'm in labor. And she was like, okay, go on over to L&E and, you know, whatever. And then... It was actually beautiful. Like, I had a scheduled C-section. Um, of course, I went over. They, they kind of laughed at me. They hooked me up, and they were like, oh, crap, she's in labor. And they're kind of like, are you sure? You don't want to just, like, have this baby? I'm like, nope. I want a C-section. Like, this oh. is And And uh, you're like, cut, was, cut him out of me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and it was, it was really beautiful, honestly. Like, um, he was there, he held my hand, he watched, he held our son first. I mm. mean, I have video. I mean, he's like, he's good, mama. He's breathing, he's crying, he's Aww. beautiful. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I have pictures of him holding him in recovery. I mean, it was, it was gorgeous. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, yeah, it was great, and, um, that was, that was March 7th, and then, um, June, my birthday is June, in June. Yeah. I won't say what. Right. But it, and, um, so my son was three months old, mm-hmm. and he's again, and, uh, he had, he was actually gone for three days. When your son yeah. was how old? Uh, three months old. He left for three days? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, that was a interesting whatever. But, again, he came back. We made up, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, and, uh. Did you know so, where he had gone to? Um, I had an idea. Right. But I'm not, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to say. But, um, anyways, so, then, um. Hey, pause um, for a second. Okay, we're still doing No, wait, continue. I was just checking the recording. Okay. Um, so that was June. <laughs> so then, um, we were good. We were, we were pretty solid for a moment mm-hmm. uh, and then his 
It's weird. She uh, so he has two, he has two daughters that I mentioned in the beginning of the story. Mm-hmm. And she ended up going to court and filing for him to have only supervised visitation um, because of his drinking, which he was excessively drinking. Yeah. And a lot of times I would have to go over and pick the girls up because he couldn't drive or whatever. Right. Uh, and so we um, looked for an attorney. Basically, it was like a $10,000 retainer and a story at he signed his rights away. Oh, wow. So he lost custody of them. Oh. And uh, there I was with my son and him and going, wait, <laughs> like, what am I doing, you know? Right. And my son was very young, and I said, consider leaving, but I was starting a new business. Um. And he was, he was lying. Mm-hmm. He was drinking. He said he wasn't drinking, but Uh-oh. he knew he was. Yeah. Um, but I just kind of played this fantasy, like, I love him, and I can make him better, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Because we're, I mean, I'm sure you're an empath, and so am I, and... So we feel like we can fix them. Yeah, I thought if I loved him enough. Yeah. Yeah. Because love heals, right? (laughs) Love does heal, but we can't heal other people with our love. But the other person has to want it, okay? Yeah, exactly. So, um, fast forward, we, there were years. Um, he was in and out of the psych ward. Um, 6A. What was his diagnosis? Huh? Uh, PTSD. Okay. Um, bipolar. Um, a couple others, but... Do you know, do you know if it was bipolar 1 or 2, or... I don't know. Okay. Um, I think his dad was, um, bipolar. His dad passed away at, um, 54. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the military also. Yeah. Um, these veterans, I mean. Well, they've been through a lot. Well, I mean, my dad is a veteran. He, he, my dad, uh, wasn't drafted. He was in Vietnam. Yeah. My dad wasn't. My dad signed up. He's got wild stories to tell. Was the perfect father, the perfect husband, you know how one deciphers from another emotionally, mentally, I don't know. I know that my husband's ex said he was um, unstable before he went to military. Oh, okay. And they were like elementary sweethearts. Me and her at some point became very close, which I'll get to that part in my story where she gave me custody of her two kids. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, he had a no-contact order with his children. 
<clears throat> she actually gave me custody of them, and they lived here with us. Wow. Yeah, which mm, is interesting. But uh, so we 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 went back and forth for a few years. Okay. Um. And uh. Oh yeah. Oh, I never showed you my uh our marriage tattoo. We actually had our wedding day tattooed on our wrist. What was your wedding date? Uh, May 5th, uh, 2015. Gotcha. Um, uh, I don't know if that... Lucky number is three. Yep. My number is five. So it aligned. Oh, there you go. Universe. Yep. Of course. Of course. But don't ever tattoo anything from someone on your body. Trust me, it's bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so... I, I mean, I'm just going to interject with this. I have a heart and a star tattoo um, from my second husband because of a song lyric. Um, it was like, hell yes, um, star. But I see it, at, but whatever, there was um, someone that we knew that told them never do that, right? Thought he was ridiculous for having matching tattoos with me. But I think it's okay as long as it's not names, you know what I mean? Because it's part of your story. Ours is Roman numeral. Yeah, it's part of your story, Luna. So don't ever regret that. It, it's still... No, I regret it. I okay. <laughs> okay, you're allowed to regret whatever you regret. You're allowed. You're allowed. Okay. Again, referencing back to my dad. Yeah. He, um, he was not drafted. He went voluntarily. And he was in the Navy, and he was a CB, um, which is very elite, yeah. actually. And uh, so their motto is, we fight, we build. So I'm going to have that covered up. And, oh, awesome. Um, it's going to say, we fight, we build for my dad. Because if I'm going to have a man on my wrist, I want a real man. Yeah, and we fight, we build can also be your story. Exactly. Because you, you've been through war also. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> so, fast forward. Um, my son was about two. Mm-hmm. And we went to a steakhouse. Um, I don't remember, like, actually, I don't even know if it was, like, born occasion. But, uh... You know, um, my husband said, you know, I think we should, like, we should just, like, get a bottle of wine and toast. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, like, we haven't drank forever, you know? Oh, I got you, yeah. He was like, yeah, like, it's, like, let's make it romantic. Like, you know, blah, 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 and. So, me being, you know, who I am, I'm like, okay. And that bottle of wine turned into two, into three, and then we ended up in the garage. And Wow. Uh, yeah, it, it was um, a night, and um, that was, so it had been almost a year and a half. Um, and that's, that's the next time he laid hands on me. Mm-hmm. I'm literally sitting there. We were laughing and loving and just, and everything was so great. Right. And all of a sudden, he looked at me and said, 
you're a fucking bitch. What? I said, what? He said, you're a fucking trap. Oh, my God. What are you talking about? Like, like, we're, like. That came out of nowhere. Yeah. It was like a light switch. And I'm like, what do you mean a trap? And he said, you wanted to get pregnant. You wanted to have this baby. You, you know, you, you did this to me. And now, now I'm stuck. And I'm like, whoa, what in the world? Like, we have. Like, who's been talking in his... What I want to know is who's been talking in his ear. Uh, yeah, well, again, he was on that, um, scholarship through the VA. Yeah. So he was hanging out with a lot of young kids. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, he he was seven years younger than me. Yeah. So at this point, he was still in his 30s. Yeah. And I was in my 40s. Yeah. So, um, he, he, he ended up having a girlfriend, but I caught him, but, you know, anyways, um, yeah, he just, I was just like, what in the world, like, you know, we planned this baby together, you know, and, um, he just, yeah, he just went, went to town, girl, like, just. You mean went to town um, beating you? Yeah. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, and, uh, oh, I had a, well, I think I, I, I sent you some pictures, but, um. You did. Was, you did when we first started talking months ago. You sent me some pictures then. Yeah. He had left, um, handprints. I mean, it's so weird to say. Yeah. I mean, looking back now. But only just literal handprints right. on my body. Right. And um just was just vile. And I just kept saying, like, you know, please, please, you know, I love you. We can we can do this, you know. Yeah. Um, Again, I justifying. Now I called the police. Oh of course. Good girl. Well, actually when I went to trial so, it's just the preface. This. I, I do have a, a restraining order um, till 2034. Okay. Um, I didn't realize, like, looking back, when you're living a moment, mm-hmm. back in a moment, actually, when I went to um, family criminal court, I had called the police 37 times. Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize. Honestly, it didn't seem like that much. And I was always in his favor. Um, and that's the real... You were always what? In his favor. Oh, uh-huh. So, any of you women that listen, you want to protect them. Because you love them. Yeah. You think they love you, but they don't. I always... I never wanted them to go to jail. Yeah. I... Even when the police came and they saw the marks and the bruises and the red marks and the scratches and the blood, I always said, please take him to the VA. Yeah. He needs help. Yeah. I never stood up for myself 
I never stood up for my son. I always stood up for him. Mm. He had me so. Mm. Okay, I'm going to back up. Say that one more time. What did you just say? You never. I never fought for me. I never fought for my son. Yeah. And I fought for him. Yep. So that's so important. That's basically, I'm, I'm not trying to interrupt you. I just want to point out that that is a very powerful statement. Up until that point, you had never stood up for yourself. No. Yeah. I, up until a certain point in my life, I had never stood up for myself. But once I did, things started shifting. Yes. So did that happen for you too? So, we went through years back and forth. Yeah. Of beatings, um, of abuse, of him disappearing, of him going to bars, of him supposed to be at AA, and he was really at a bar. You know? Oh. Um, so, I mentioned that I have a daughter. She'll be 30, January 26th. Mm-hmm. Daughter. Joe team. <laughs> um, what? Uh, what did you say? I said go team. Oh, go you know team. Why? Yeah, go team. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, November 2019, she was pregnant with my second grandchild. Oh, wow. And um, she called me um, and said, Mom, um, I'm not going to say the baby's name. Nope. But, um, she's not moving. And I said, drink some Coke. Drink some orange juice. Yeah. We went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth for hours. Put a ice on your belly. Put a boombox on. You know, like, whatever. Right. She said, Mommy, and she, she's an adult. She shouldn't call me Mommy. Yeah. Mommy, something is wrong. I need to go to hospital. And I, at that point, actually had COVID. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So my dad, uh, bless his heart, went and picked her up and drove her to hospital. And um, this is where I'm going to break. But... Uh, you're going to break? Emotionally. Okay, let's pause just for a second. Okay, so I was saying I'm not going to say my granddaughter's name, but I actually changed my mind. Okay. She, she was alive, and she matters, and she exists. Yeah. So my, da my daughter to hospital. And I got, I had, like I said, I had COVID. And um, my dad called me. And he said, um, Adley is dead. Oh. And I could hear my daughter in the background screaming. Mm. Adley was full term. She was actually three days past her due date. Oh, no. Um, and I broke 
literally broke. That was my baby. Alice, my first granddaughter, um, my daughter and her, they lived with us for a year. We were thick as thieves. Her and my son grew up. They actually think they're brother and sister. They're five months apart. Oh, wow. Yes, me and my daughter were pregnant at the same time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They might be brother and sister in the spirit. (laughs) Yeah. But Hadley was my, she was my baby. She's your angel baby. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, long story short, my daughter has a very rare blood condition. Um, We actually went to Baylor. We paid, gosh, I don't know how many thousands of dollars. Um, this doctor was amazing. He went back through and researched everything. And um, and so my daughter basically threw a clot, a blood clot. Oh. And that's um, what happened to my granddaughter. But I was there. I was able to come. Um, I was there when Adley was born. I cut the cord. Uh-huh. Um, I uh, held her. I walked her. She was the most perfect, beautiful baby I have ever seen. Look, just like me. Oh. My baby. Out oh. of all of them. Yeah, of all of them. That looked like me. Right. Uh, and that was the, uh, that was the only time I ever left my son with my husband. Yeah. Because he couldn't be, you know, he was too young to be there. And while my granddaughter was being born, I was getting text messages of, I'm thirsty, I need a drink, your son won't shut up. Oh. He's crying for his mommy. I'm getting an Uber. I'm going to the liquor store. Oh, no. I'm holding a baby that is not breathing. That is not alive. Wow. And my son is in an Uber without a car seat, which not quite sure how that legally happened, mm-hmm. for store for dad to buy whatever. I don't know. Right. But, yeah. Um, and I'm having to choose between my oldest, my youngest, my grandchild, my what? I mean, right. What, how do you, even, your heart, how do you rank them? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know what to do. My father, my almost 80-year-old father, is on his knees crying. My mother can't even look. I'm holding a baby that we have to bury. Mm-hmm. And my daughter saying, Mommy, Mommy, what does she look like? Because she was so scared. Yeah. And at the same time, getting texts that my kids in an Uber going to over for sure. Right. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. So, um, anyways, I, uh, that sounds horrible, but I had to leave the hospital, obviously. I came home that night, um, my husband was extremely inebriated. My son was crying, sitting in a toddler bed, just sitting there, 
with a wet diaper crying. Um, got that under control. Um, and went back to hospital the next day because we had 24 hours at that point. They allowed my son and my granddaughter to come um, to hospital. <laughs> and um, so I brought my daughter and my granddaughter that was alive home with a box and a teddy bear. Oh. Um, I brought her here and um, yeah, I have a very big house, almost 4,000 square feet, but only one bedroom downstairs. She just gave birth to a baby. I kind of asked her to go upstairs back to her room. Right. So we her our room, and um, my husband decided to get extremely drunk. Mm. Uh, and while my daughter was... Um, I don't even know. Uh, anyways, I was um, gonna say take a deep. I was gonna say stop and take a deep breath. He uh, that was the beginning of the three day lockdown. Um, oh. he locked me and our son upstairs in the bedroom, and he beat me on the back mm -hmm. uh, his belt buckle. No. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, my daughter called my parents, her grandparents. They came and got her and my granddaughter. Um, she was flashy, shiny, everything is fine. You know, Luna's asleep upstairs oh. with our kid. They were devastated when he really had locked us up. Um, wow. And uh, day three, uh, he was still hitting me. Ugh. I had bruises and marks all across my back mm -hmm. and my lower yeah and um I <laughs> it's kind of funny I got mad for the first time ever I got mm -hmm. mad mm -hmm. and I said um me and she need out of here mm -hmm. um and he was very intoxicated and just said, what are you going to do? And I, <laughs> I took my hand, and again, I'm four foot 11, he's six foot one. Yeah. Uh, and I took my hand, and I pushed him on the chest. Mm-hmm. And he actually stumbled and fell. <laughs> <laughs> like David and Goliath. <laughs> and, uh, and I really, that can really a show, like, it it wasn't anything big. Right. I was just like, get away from me. Like, you're not, you're not touching me again. Right. And he, and he says, you just hit me. I'm calling the police. Oh, my God. 
What? You can't make it up. <laughs> Are you I'm kidding me? Now, but at the time, that's okay. hilarious. It's like, and I looked at him and I said, "What?" <laughs> he said, "You just hit me. I'm calling please. Oh my and god! Said, You're meanwhile bruised up. And I said, "Please call the police." Right. And he did. Can I stop you though? But I, because I noticed yeah. what you said right before you knocked him down. Mm-hmm. You said enough. Mm-hmm. You stood up for yourself, and guess what happened? <laughs> God showed up and said, "Yeah, girl, let's get this." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That's when God came yeah. in and said, "Yep, let's do this." Okay, yeah. you that can was, keep. That was the beginning of the end. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, this is not funny, but it's, I mean, it's not, it's not funny because it's what you went through, but when you're telling the story, it's like, are you serious right now, bro? Yeah. Wow. So, um, he was, he had been on, I mean, because we had been locked upstairs, which was horrible. I mean, I, and we had access to nothing. I mean, he literally locked us upstairs. Yeah. And, uh, and, he was drinking and drinking and drinking. He actually, <laughs> he, he was so desperate for alcohol that the bottle of champagne that um, my husband had bought us on our wedding day, he even opened that. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was bad. Like no alcohol um, was safe. Yeah, no, he was like, he was jonesing. Yeah. And so... He, he he was wearing his boxers. Okay. And he called nine on one, and I'm just I'm silent. I'm like I'm not I'm not even going there. Right. You know, let like let them accuse me, please. Mm-hmm. Let the police show up because I need out of this room. So the police show up, and he he like. Right before the police come, he lets us out. Well, I hadn't been in, like, I hadn't even been in my kitchen. Hadn't been in my bed, nothing. Mm-hmm. And so, I had been, me and my son had been in the same clothes for three days. And so, the police come, and he greets them. And I, all I do, I literally stood at the front door, and I lifted my shirt up. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, my God, what's going on? You didn't, and I said, no. And they said, are you okay? And I said, no. And he, we live on a cul-de-sac. They look at him. He's in his underwear, and he starts running. <laughs> like, and they look at me, and I said, don't worry. He ran to the left. We live on a cul-de-sac. He's going to circle back around. Just wait. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> and the police actually kind of laughed and they were like, hey. Like, <laughs> it's like, where is he going to go? <laughs> like, he, he's not like, a big dummy. Like, he's not, like, trapped. Okay. 
Oh my god. They had literally walked to the end of my drive and they're like, dude, stop. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, everybody's kind of laughing at this point because I'm out of the room after three days and he's running a cold attack. I'm like, oh. In his boxers. Like, yeah, yeah, in his underwear. Yeah. And so, of course, again, after. You know, the, I had, I don't know, I had bruises. Yeah. Like, you couldn't, but I didn't press charges. Oh, girl. No, I sent him back the 6-8. And anybody that's ever been married to a veteran knows what 6-8 is. That's a psych ward. Uh-huh. And they take you in and a judge... Put you on a 72 hour hold and they dope them up. They get him sober. He stays anywhere from three days to a month to forever. Right. Actually. And, um, yeah, that was, uh, you know, probably the 20 something time that he had been on 6A. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. So, um, he came home. We made nice again. He was good. Um, to wrap it up, he went into um, inpatient. Uh, I don't know what you call them. You know, um, I choose to know the word inpatient. What? Being I don't know what I recap. Rehabilitation centers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, 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 three times. Three times. Three days each. Yeah. One in Houston. One was in San Antonio. And one was in Fredericksburg. Okay. Um, they were really posh. I was like, I'd like to go there. Yeah, right? Workout, like gym, pools, like, you know, yeah. The, the first time I was in um, a mental ward of a hospital, I told my stepdad, this is the best vacation ever if you just need a break from it all, and he laughed. Mm-hmm. Because it really is a respite. It is a place for respite care. Yeah. No, I mean, it was, they were, and they were, I mean, I was, like, pretty surprised. Um, how nice they all were. The, well, I will take that back. The one in San Antonio was a little sketch. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of like um, people that had gotten out of prison or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Um, that one was a little sketch, but the other ones were like super fun. I was like, I'm kind of jealous. Right. Like, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and and I'm here with like. You know, our kid who's crying for his dad and, like, what's going on and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but then we get to the night. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, he he was ordered to go to AA. I was driving him. Um, I was actually attending AA with him because... If I didn't, 
then he would leave right. and go to the bar that was across, like, literally, there was a bar across the street from... Really? AA, yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> and he wouldn't get a slip signed, and then if he got a felony, he would lose his benefits, because... <laughs> Excuse me, I'm so sorry. He was, um, you know, at this point, 100% disabled, and um, he was, you know, grossing over 4000 a month. Wow. And if he, a felony hit on him, then he would lose his benefits. Yeah. And, I mean, I couldn't have that, you know. Right. So, uh, <clears throat> it was... Uh, Thanksgiving, and him and his brother, they had been on the out three years, and uh, I have to admit, so, um, they are not to speak ill or judge, right. but his mom was Mormon, mm-hmm. and she had seven children, and he was third to last. Mm-hmm. And the middle child who passed while he was on stop loss, actually my son is named doctor. Um, Your son what? That's who my son was named after. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, we'll just say JT. Right. So, uh, and my son doesn't go by that name, but anyways. Right. Um, so, uh, she, his mother, you know, is all about mental illness and, um, addiction. Uh, like I said, his dad passed away when he was 54. So, um, yeah, it was from cirrhosis. Yeah, he right. himself to death. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so anyway, him and his brother were on the outs for many years. And so all seven kids live all around. And so they do Christmas and Thanksgiving, which kind of sounds weird, but, it, you know, it just worked out. And so that brother, um, and his nephew and a daughter that was newly met from the brother. Long story there. His brother has like seven kids too. Wow. Um, she had like turned 18 and come into fruition and said, you know, my mom had me when she was in high school and, you know, I just want to know you. So they're all in my house and... I had gotten, well, it, so we had done the whole family thing at his mom's mm-hmm. with the whole thing. And because everybody is kind of like scattered around. Yeah. Um, you know, because like that brother and the other brother's sister had had an affair and they moved to Colorado and, and <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. That is, um, that's a lot. Yeah. I can't, I can't make it up. I'm telling you. No. Uh, but anyways. Um, they, so, I ended up with the bro- the oldest brother, uh, the nephew, and the newly found daughter, 
and the youngest brother is staying at my house because I have a four thousand square foot house. Yeah. No problem. So me and my son are asleep in bed and my son wakes up and he's like crying and I'm like, What's going on? And they have like I don't remember what the movie was, but uh it was some Marvel something some new I don't know, something that just came out. And uh, they had, but they had really loud. Yeah. And so I got up and I went into the living room and I said to my husband, hey, um, you know, from, I, I smoke cigarettes, obviously. And I said, I, can you go in the room with JT because I want to smoke a cigarette? And he looks at me like, are you fucking talking to me, bitch? What? And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. And of course, he had been sober yet again for like two months. And I was someone like, um, wow, you smell like alcohol. Uh huh. And he's like, you know, like basically, get the ass out of my face. And I'm like, hey, I. And I'll turn the volume down. And a brother is sitting on the floor on my $4,000 wool rug that is huge. I'm going to have three pictures of my house, by the way. Yeah. Um, and he is spitting tobacco like this, misses the bottle, and spits on my rug. Oh, no. I'm like, what is going on? Just say, bro. And he's like, uh, tells my husband, dude, I like, does she have that much of a leash on you? Like, is she gonna... Oh, he said that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, no. And I'm like, uh, whoa, what is going on? And so my husband, like, looks at me again, and I was like, okay, well, our kid is awake, and I'm going to smoke cigarettes, and, like, you need to, like, do something. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I was testing. So I came outside, and I have, and again, I'm going to send you so that you get the lay of the land. Yeah, yeah. Send you, but I have, like, huge windows through my whole living room. Like, second story windows. Okay. So we're sitting out here, and I light a cigarette, and he, my husband, he, my husband comes outside, and he's like, what the fuck is your problem? And I'm like, man, I'm just trying to smoke a cigarette. Like, TV is way too loud. Like, have you been drinking? And he was like, you know, none of your GD business. Oh, gosh. And I'm like, okay, so you have. Right. I'm not trying to, like, start anything. Yeah. And he just up and, like, like, bitch slapped me in the face. Oh, no. So I knock on the window to his brother. And I'm like, do you see this? Yeah. And he just gives me the thumbs up. And he begins to wail on me. Oh. I mean, so that one picture with, like, that black eye that I sent you? Yeah. That was from that eye. Oh, honey. Just start. I mean, I had three cracked ribs. Oh. 
um, black guy, uh, suspected, like, whatever, brain, whatever. Yeah, I, like a I TBI or something? Yeah. And, uh, so I did end up going to the hospital, so that's the night that SWAT ended up at my house. Yeah. So tell me so, about, do you want to talk so about that part? Anything, or Yeah. Yeah, so, so I went inside and I said to his brother, like, you see, he's beating me. And he says, I don't care about y'all's drunk ass issues. Ugh. You're both alcoholics. You're both drunk. Figure it out. Oh, well. And I'm like, what? <gasps> I've been asleep for like four hours with my kid. I'm not drunk, you know? Like, yeah. I, I literally had nothing to drink. And he's like, yeah, y'all need to figure that out. And I'm like, you just saw your brother beat me. Right. Look at me. I'm calling the police. Yeah. And he said, I'm out. And I said, what? He said, I'm out. I don't want to be here when the police show up. Right. And so they pack up and leave. So I'm left with my son, mm-hmm. husband, and our nephew. And I will say his name, Gavin. Gavin was 11 years old. Gavin is the reason me and my son are alive. Oh. Um. So I went into the bedroom. Uh, I brought my kid. And, and I said, do you have, like, do you have the gun? And that's when he started shooting rounds. Oh, no. In my house. Um, and my nephew, his nephew, actually, but I consider him mine. Yeah, yeah. Said, you know, uncle, what are you doing? And that's when Gavin started talking to him uh-huh. and was like, let's talk about the war. And my husband got out pictures, um, very graphic, gruesome pictures. Mm-hmm. And was like, you need to learn, son. And uh, started showing him pictures and that. Oh and no! I called nine one one, and it was really crazy how nine one one works. Yeah. Because I kept hanging up because he's like, "Come in the bedroom." He's like, you "Better not be calling the police." Right. I'm like, oh, "I'm not." Like, just do you? Yeah. Like, leave it alone because the guy had already been fired. Right. Like, we're probably, like, about five times. I'm going to pause you. I'm going to pause you because I have to use the bathroom yeah. again. Okay. Okay, pause. No. no girl, okay. girl, this is, I'm just going to be real, and we're not going to edit this part out. I've been drinking magnesium citrate in my water. That stuff will clean you out like you wouldn't believe. So, yeah. I had to go. <laughs> I have to look that up. Yeah, no, I'll send you a picture of it. It's, yeah, if you yeah. ever need to clean yourself out, definitely mix that in with your water. Yeah. Okay, now go ahead. So, you would call 911. Okay, so I, um, yeah, so he kept coming into the bedroom, and, um, 
I had I had called 911 like several times, but I I kept getting scared. I kept hanging up, you know, because you kept saying like, if you call 911, I'll kill you. Mm. And there were several other conversations right before this, like, you know, we're German. He's taking my kid to Germany. He's gonna steal him. Like I'll never see him again. But then in the same breath. He doesn't want that fucking child, and it was just, it was crazy. Um, I mean, there have been times that he had locked himself in the closet. I mean, I was at Target, yeah, hunting food, and uh, he had called me, and he was like, "They're here, they're here." I'm in the closet. We have all the guns. Mm-hmm. I like brought my basket and like ran home. It, it's just craziness. All yeah, around. yeah, just absolute insanity. And so we were back there in Germany, um, and uh, so he had blown probably five or six rounds at this point. Mm. So I had I was on the phone with my own one, um, but I just kept putting my phone down, and so they could hear in the background. But then sometimes I would hang up. But then the problem was that they kept calling me back. Right. Like, hey, calling you? Who's calling you? And I'm like, I don't know. It's like an unknown number. I don't know. And then that's where Gavin kept like, uncle, uncle, like, I want to look at one of these pictures, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. He was being distracted by this, God bless this little soul, this little 11-year-old boy. Little angel baby. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I had no idea, but at this point... SWAT was actually, and so if you're looking at the front of my house, to the left of me, um, they were in my neighbor's window, um, but looks directly on my patio. Oh, wow. To the right of me, they were in her window that looks straight on my patio, and straight across from me, who are the most amazing people. Yeah. Um. They were in their front yard. Oh, wow. And I had no idea. Yeah. They did not tell me that SWAT was there. Of course not. Why would they tell you that SWAT was going to be there? Yeah, no, I had no clue. So, um, I mean, she's like the person that I, like, I had called and disconnected with Lionel only probably five times. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. And he just kept shooting. And at one point, he did actually go outside, and he, um, we had an American flag um, in our, like, front, you know, like, the front of our house. Yeah. And, and he actually stood in front of that flag and put the gun to his head. Oh, no. I screamed his name, and as he pulled the trigger, he pulled the gun up. Which I don't. He pulled the gun up as he pulled the trigger. Yeah, it barely grazed his head. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't think he really wanted to kill himself. Right. I think it was for show. Of course. Um, but I, I was there. I, I screamed. I, I screamed. I was like, no. I mean, and again, in my mind, this is still my child's back. You know. Right. Like I. And I did. I loved him. 
Well, you made a baby together. That bonds people like nothing else. Yeah. I love, I love them. I did. Yeah. And, um, so anyways, uh, he ended up coming in the and, um, he said, I know what you did. You fucking bitch. You called the police on me. So that and of course there were no lights. There was no sirens. There was nothing. I did not realize at this point all three blocks were completely blocked off. Oh, wow. I had yeah, this down. I had no idea what was going on. He didn't either. And so, um, you know, he's like, fuck you. Like, I'm, I, I'm going to kill you. Mm. And Amber with a gun and and put it to my forehead. Oh, no. And Gavin said, don't do that. And he turned around and looked at Gavin. And he said, what? And Gavin said, don't. Don't do it. And that's when Matt looked at me and he looked, he looked me dead in the eye. And he said, run. Wow. Oh, wow. In my foyer. And all I could see was the door. And I knew. I knew he was going to shoot me in the back. Oh, no. And I was holding my son. And I've never. I can't describe the words. I can't, like, I, I don't know how to explain that feeling. Yeah. But I knew. I knew. <sighs> and I started running to the front door. And Gavin screamed again, don't do it. And all I remember is running out the front door. And all of a sudden, somebody grabbed me. Yeah. And that's when I was surrounded. Wow. Oh, man. I just got chill bumps. Huge shields. It was so surreal. These huge shields. Like off a freaking lifetime movie. Yeah. Wearing a top and panties. Yeah, they should make a movie out of this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, um,. I had to walk down my street to the stop sign, to the right, down that street, to the stop sign, to the right, and get in the back of a cold-ass plastic cop car Right. my kid. Right. And all I kept saying was, don't kill him. Yeah. Like, don't kill him. Yeah. And so we had um, partnered with this alarm company system called Vivint. Yeah. And we had 360 around our house because my husband was uber paranoid. Yeah. Everybody always comes. So I had that on my phone. 
gave the police my phone and that's the only reason that he is alive. Right. Is because I had cameras everywhere. Yeah. And uh, everywhere he was moving, he had a gun. He also had, well, I actually had two guns uh-huh. and a knife. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, yeah, they were gonna, they were gonna kill him because there was a minor, Gavin. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so, um, I kept protecting him. Yeah. Um, which, you know, at this point, I, uh, I don't wish anybody ill will, but right. know why I made those decisions. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so they, he ended up, um, it took about 30 minutes. He got in the car, put it in reverse. They surrounded him. He dropped all weapons out on the ground. Mm-hmm. He was actually arrested at that time. He didn't go to 6A. Right. Uh, I got a magistrate's order of protection, a temporary order of protection for me and my son. Mm-hmm. Um, the DA picked it up, obviously. Yeah. Very quickly. Because yeah. There were cameras in the house as well. Yeah. Which I forgot to mention. Yeah. So it was all recorded. Um, you know, uh, there's still bullet holes on my wall. Yeah. To the um, and then we ended up going to um, family criminal court mm-hmm. and like I said me and my son have a protection order until 2034 and at that point my son will be 18 wow um, oh, girl I'm just gonna pause there for a second because that's all very very man you went through a lot like you're you're a survivor times ten. Like I'm I just wanna let you know that I'm super fucking proud of you. Thank you. And you're it's a very I, it's a very I, brave thing you're doing by sharing your story. So thank you. I, I you know, I I loved him. Yeah. I loved him. And I saved him. Yeah. Um and of course, he has no respect. It's been over five years. Yeah. My son is almost eight. We've never gotten child support. Uh-huh. We've never, no, it's been ordered. Um, we've never gotten. I mean, he left us with a house. He uh, took over fifty thousand dollars from our savings. Oh no! That's horrible. Yeah. He left us with nothing. Yeah. Um. And I still, to the end, loved him. I really did. Well, um, love is not a crime. It's, you know, you're allowed to love people and still let them go. You when know, I look back at my story now, and I look at my binder. Yeah. And I look at all the hurt and the pain when I remember him running with my son saying stop being a little bitch yeah. you don't want 
mommy. Right. You want dad. I mean, looking back, it was so traumatic. Uh, yeah. Horrible. Extremely. I mean, why? Why? I mean, why? But in the moment when you live it, it's different. Oh, yeah. And when you understand, you're not alone. You're not the only person that's gone through this. And I'm alive. And my son is alive. And they're safe. And you can be, too. And, you know, you can't, you can't keep, like, defending that kind of man. No, you have to defend yourself. And, yeah, I would love for my story to be freaking Disney. Yeah, right. I would love to have a mom and a dad and live happily freaking after. Right. No, it's, but that's not how it goes. Well, girl, I, I just, again, I thank you for sharing. I'm, I'm really grateful we met through TikTok. Um, and TikTok brought us together, and which is amazing in itself. And um, I think that we can wrap up that story. I mean, we'd love to probably have more conversations with you because you have a lot of wisdom to share with the world because you are a warrior princess. And I'm just so, so thankful. So thank you for sharing your story. And Thank you for allowing me. Oh, yeah. This was really hard. It was really hard for me. Yeah. But, but you if I could help one woman. Yeah. I, I believe you're going to help a lot of women, honestly. And praise God. Yes. But that me and my son are alive. Yes, we do, okay. pray, we do praise him 100%. I'm so I'm so thankful for you, Luna. Thank you. And I'm so thankful that I met you. <laughs> and now we're God-fearing woman. What's that? So you're an amazing, strong, God fearing woman. Oh, thank you for saying so. All right. Well, that concludes our interview. Very interesting interview with Miss Luna. Um I just, I met her on TikTok live and she was so persistent that her story needed to get out and now I see why. Um, so thank you for listening. I hope that, um, you know, the message inspired you. If you are in a situation like Luna's, please don't hesitate to contact um your local shelters, there is hope. You can get out. If you need further assistance, DM me and, um, or send me, yeah, send me a message on, uh, Instagram. I need to set up an email for this podcast, but, um, you're not alone and there are ways to get out. Um, I actually, took a course back in Tennessee for domestic violence uh, situations, you know, what to do, um, resources. Now that was for Tennessee, 
However, every state, I know every state has resources. So there is help. Um, just know that you're not alone and you are loved. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate every one of you. And Happy New Year! This podcast is a production of Unfiltered Studios. If you would like to know more about joining Unfiltered Studios, please visit our website at unfpod.com for more information.